0: This is Update One, the podcast of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Update One provides a forum for listeners to learn about national and international stories, focusing on journalism and communication issues, news, and politics. Now, the latest edition of Update One. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the National Press Club's Update One podcast. I'm Gemma Puglisi, a member of the club's broadcast team, and I'm honored to dedicate this podcast today in the memory of the late, extraordinary actor, Chadwick Boseman, who died in August from colon cancer at the age of 43. Many of us know him for his extraordinary roles in films such as T'Challa in The Black Panther, Thurgood Marshall in Marshall, Jackie Robinson in 42, and James Brown in Get On Up. Prior to all these great roles, Bozeman wrote, directed, and produced projects in Chicago. He also appeared in various television shows, including the soap opera All My Children, as well as TV series such as ER, CSI New York, Law and Order, and Cold Case. He was also the first black actor to headline a Marvel film. Bozeman was a native of Anderson, South Carolina, and he attended high school there. He wrote his first play called Crossroads after a friend was shot and killed. He later attended Howard University here in Washington, DC, where he studied drama and received his BFA. I am honored to have with us on this podcast today the 17th president of Howard University, Dr. Wayne Frederick. Dr. Frederick is also the distinguished Charles R. Drew Endowed Chair of Surgery. He received his B.S. M.D. dual degrees at Howard in six years at the age of 22. He also received his MBA from Howard School of Business in 2011. Dr. Frederick did his postdoctoral research in surgical oncology fellowships at the University of Texas M.D. Anderson Cancer Center. He also began his academic career as an associate director of the Cancer Center at the University of Connecticut. Upon his return to Howard, his academic positions included associate dean in the College of Medicine and director of the Cancer Center. Dr. Frederick has also been featured as one of America's best physicians by Black Enterprise Magazine. He was named one of Ebony Magazine's Power 100 and recognized as a super doctor in the Washington Post Magazine. In 2017, he was named Washingtonian of the Year by Washingtonian. We are so honored to have him here today, and we've asked Dr. Frederick to share his thoughts and his memories about Chadwick Bozeman. Thank you, Dr. Frederick, for being here today.
1: Uh, thanks for having me. It.
0: Well, my first question, of course, is how did you hear about the news that Chadwick had passed, and what were your thoughts? Because as we all know, no one knew he was very ill. So was this a surprise to you as well?
1: My I was actually at home that night. Uh, my son came in and told me the news, and I was pretty stunned, to be quite honest. Um, you yeah, know, over the course of I would say the next 30 minutes to an hour, as I learned more and was able to verify, I realized as well that you know the manner in which he chose to deal with his he chose to do deal with his illness uh, was consistent with who he was. You know, immensely mm-hmm. private. Um, immensely courageous and and fearless and not wanting to burden anyone else, I would imagine, you know, with his own issue. And so that just says a lot about his character. And, And he was, you know, very, very sad for all of us. But as I've told people, I think the quality of the life he lived is not the length of it, but rather it's the substance what you've filled it with, and he certainly did that more so than most of us really do.
0: Yes, I was looking at his career and all the amazing work that he had done in his short life, the films that he had accomplished, the roles that he had taken on. And of course, I looked at the IMDP, which is a database that includes all the work celebrities and you know, films that are made, and his legacy was quite extraordinary. So I want to take us back to his time at Howard. He was obviously very passionate about the arts, and of course, We all know the story of Felicia Rashad reaching out to Denzel Washington to help fund him and other students to study in London. What are your recollections or just knowing about his being at Howard as a student? And can you share any stories about him or things that you may have heard that stood out about him?
1: No, in speaking to him about his time at Howard, I would say one of the things that really struck me is how he really presented himself To the community. So, for instance, when um, the announcement came out about the closing of the the College of Fine Arts and making it a division in the new College of what was then liberal arts, but it was becoming the College of Arts and Sciences, he participated in a protest, interrupted the university function to voice his concerns that the college shouldn't close. And I, I think about that. I think of how much of an activist he was and how much he felt that he needed to do something like that. And, and um, I think it speaks volumes, again, to you know, him as a person and wanting to be involved and participate in making things right, not just for himself, but for others, because he mm-hmm. was about to be on his way out. I think that that was really, really telling for him. And so that's one story I remember. I also, I recall that he interacted with his classmates so well, Bradford Young, who's a Howard alum and a noted filmmaker as well, um, does excellent work. They actually shot a film while Cadwick was here on campus um, that I think that they've sworn not to show anyone.
0: Oh, (laughs) I love it, yeah.
1: The fact that he was so collegial as well, you know, I think is another aspect of his character that says a lot about the person that he he is and was.
0: I want to talk about that. Thank you for sharing those, that anecdote and those experiences. He did talk about the school um, at Howard University merging all in one during that great commencement speech that we actually heard right after his death. Many news organizations showed it, and he talked about So many great things. And you were there. You were there when he spoke to the students and and the energy that he had. What were some of the other things that really stood out in that speech that day?
1: He was nervous. I think that always stood out to me. He was probably one of the most recognizable actors of our time in his time, Mm -hmm. in his prime. And yet still um, getting up in front of Alma Mater, you know, just seemed like such a big deal to him and um you know had him really a bit nervous i remember thinking about that the fact that it was so important to him that it made him feel that way so that i would say that was the first thing the second thing that i thought was very telling about it is he spoke about that he spoke about failures he spoke about questioning himself he spoke about the fact that not everybody who comes to Howard is confident and that everybody uh, who graduates has you know some kind of glorious um, yellow brick road path to success but rather we have to embrace that as part of you know our history and our journey and I think that, that was a very important message to young people today who are inundated with social media images of um, success or at least the imagery of it and sometimes that can be, Uh, falsely positioned,
0: Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. and I think it was important for him to share that message that while they were seeing him, you know, after such great success, that he toiled to get there, and that they may toil, but that they should embrace that toiling, you know, and and not get down on themselves, and that's why I thought that was a fantastic message as well.
0: So I did see the speech, actually, and I played it several times, and he was so inspirational, and the story that I love that he told the sto- uh, told the students is about his being fired from All My Children because he questioned the producers about his character. He felt it was racist and it was literally stereotyping. And I loved how he shared with the students how he did get fired and that the role was later given to Michael B. Jordan, coincidentally, his co-star in Black Panther. Uh, I just wanted to uh, sh- ask you, what was the response from students? I mean, it, it just, I loved looking at some of the cutaways and, and they're being mesmerized by him. Is, is there anything that you also noted from the students and, and the reactions?
1: Yeah, I, I think when you told that story, it was very pointed, you know. Um, and, and I think a major part of that story that sometimes uh, gets lost is the fact that the other aspect of that story that I think was critical is that he questioned himself Mm -hmm. in the next days, And he spoke about the fact that the show went on to be successful without him
0: Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm.
1: that made him question his decision, but he stuck to his convictions, you know, and he was better for it. And so the other thing that I think I, 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 that I saw in the students reaction was that, you know, while it's, it's never always the easiest thing to do the right thing, You should do it even if the immediate outcome doesn't benefit you. And that's not how it always works. You know, we talk to people about doing the right Mm -hmm. thing often and, you know, try to get people to be thinking about that. But we sometimes romanticize it. And I think what he did was to take all the romance in it and to say, listen, the reality is you may not actually flourish because you didn't take that opportunity, but you will also always feel comfortable with yourself. And I think that that was a, a right. very, very critical moment. Right,
0: very powerful. I now want to go on to, you're an oncologist, and I want to talk about his devastating diagnosis. First of all, he was diagnosed uh, of what we know in 2016 when he learned he had stage three of colon cancer. So he battled it for four years as it progressed to stage four. And his family, as we all know, announced his passing on social media. And they said a true fighter Chadwick uh, persevered through it all and brought you many of the films you have come to love so much. From Marshall to Divide Bloods, August Wilson's My Rainey's Black Bottom, and several more, all were filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapies. And uh, Dr. Frederick, I can't even imagine how he did all this with the illness and going through the surgeries and chemotherapy. And so my question is... In the past, we have always seen colon cancer being something, um, if you will, an older, you know, a disease that older people may get. But we're now seeing younger people in their late 30s, early 40s, battling the disease. And can you share with me, if you can, why we're seeing this? Why are we seeing this new trend of more younger people suffering and actually dying from the disease?
1: It's a good question. And unfortunately, we don't have a clear answer. What we do know, as you pointed out, is that especially African-Americans are far more likely to have colon cancer at a younger age. And that's extremely disturbing. It's something that we've been looking at as a medical community and definitely in oncology, my area of interest, surgical oncology, we've been looking at that. And the... The important aspect of this is that when you look at what our screening modalities suggest we should do, he still would not, by our screening methodologies, um, have discovered his cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are still recommending that colonoscopies be done, screening colonoscopies, that is, beginning at the age of 45. It used to be 50 when I started practicing. We've lowered it to 45. For African-Americans or those who have some family history, we suggest screening as early as when that first person in your family is diagnosed with it. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. the reality is, you know, he was not positioned where he would have had that screening. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing of note that we must always be mindful of is that while he uh, he also had a, a fairly aggressive and advanced disease as well. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely amazing, if not heroic, that he could have sustained the types of um that he would have had to sustain and undergo while filming such movies that all um, involve a lot of rigor and
0: yes, absolutely you know,
1: and so on. So it's yes. certainly amazing. Yeah. But we are we are seeing a, a trend with African Americans um developing cancer, colon cancer in particular earlier. Unfortunately we they're also developing it as a late with later stage disease. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are in the medical community really aggressively trying to figure out why? Uh, we don't have an answer yet, but we probably are going to have to move some of our screening recommendations um, in order to adjust to what we're seeing.
0: well, his death, obviously is sparking that. Uh, and and I'm certain having um, uh, physicians and the medical community take a really close look of why we're seeing this. And I I wanted to to talk to you about that because, you know, as young people, and I've seen this myself when I was growing up, and this sounds terrible, but when we're in these careers that are pretty difficult and they're very competitive and challenging, you really, you know, you don't really take the time to go and see a doctor unless you're very, very sick, right? I mean, it's a, it's a known fact. I mean, I lived in New York for years. I, I, lived, I worked in the news um, industry for a long time. And it's not that you ignore symptoms or anything. You're just so busy working that it's not till you feel like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not really feeling well. Maybe I should go to the doctor. But what can we do? Um, what can young people do to be vigilant and be proactive just in anything that we do um, to, you know, to do what we can so that we are aware of all these diseases? Like, what are some of the signs of colon cancer? What are some of the things that we can be aware of?
1: The colon is the part of the large intestine, and it sits in your body primarily along the right and left lateral aspects of your abdomen Mm -hmm. and across the very top of your abdomen. One of the things I think we have to do is to pay attention attention to the types of symptoms. Cancers of the colon that present on that right side of the colon tend to present as the pain. Mm -hmm. People tend to be anemic and sometimes they they will present with a mask where they can actually feel a fullness in that area. Any of those should bring that they should you should immediately bring that attention to a physician to take a look. Mm -hmm. On the left side you may see blood in your stool as an example. And so anything that is unusual that is different, bloating, passing stool that looks different in terms of the caliber of it, all of those are issues that should be brought to the attention of a medical professional to have them fully investigated. That is not to say that every single time it will be a colon cancer, but to be vigilant as you're acting, you know your body and you know the things that you go through. And once you start seeing those changes, we should absolutely take that to a physician and bring it to their attention because it does not represent what is normal and what may have been happening with your body right. on a consistent basis.
0: Right. And, and and colon cancer spreads so quickly. and. Obviously, Chadwick didn't know that he had it. Uh, as I mentioned, in 2016, when he, when he did know, he was already at stage three. Uh, and so it was so devastating. But I, I do agree with you in the sense that it, I, I think that's why everyone considers him such a hero uh, on the screen and off the screen. First of all, he kept it so private. And I found that to be quite extraordinary, especially in the entertainment industry, where everybody seems to know everything about anybody, right? And for him to have been so private and to keep it that way was quite extraordinary, don't you think?
1: Yeah. You know, everybody reacts differently. What I will say is, first and foremost, is that it takes a lot of courage to navigate those areas, by yourself or with a very small type group of people and I think in his circumstance his relationships were very very strong Mm -hmm. and therefore um, the fact that he was able to keep that himself I think also represents that the people around him were people who gave him the types of support that he needed and so I think that that's uh, you know absolutely Mm -hmm. critical our support systems when you have a cancer and you're going through these types of things, is critical. I often tell patients that I am hesitant to see patients if they come by themselves. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of information that people are throwing at you all at once. And so it's very difficult to decipher, filter, and really get to a place of comfort mm-hmm. with the information. And having somebody there can help you. Remember what was said can also help you kind of sift through what matters uh, in that discussion. And so all of those things are critical. The emotional support, though, is absolutely tremendous. And and as a surgical oncologist, one of the things that I have enjoyed about my career is the ability to see courage Mm -hmm. in families, to see how people step up to the plate in that time of need. And really uh, support one another. And my mentor, Dr. um, had a great thing around this. You know, he, he spoke a lot about hope and the fact that hope yes. is the anticipation of tomorrow. And what we do as surgical oncologists is to try to give patients hope. You know, and try to give them that anticipation of, of tomorrow. And so I think those things are very, very, very important.
0: Right, of what you spoke about in the speech. Uh, Let me ask you, when was the last time you saw him? Was it at the Howard University commencement address in 2018? Did you speak to him after that? When was the last time you spoke to him?
1: The last time I saw him actually was in November of um, 2019. He came back to Howard to uh, his movie 21 Bridges. He had a screening here on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't make the screening. I had a very, very hectic day, and so we arranged to meet at a local restaurant
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, just before he had to fly out. And, um, you know, we, we got together. We had a great conversation, great interaction. Um, at that time, we had plans for a variety of things, um, including a master class that I had signed a deal with him on that we were planning to launch Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, that we felt would be really, really important in, in terms of what, the types of things that we felt it would give the students in terms of opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, we had, a, we had a great conversation and made plans as, you know, we normally would.
0: How did he look to you? Did he look okay? Did he look, did he sound yeah, okay?
1: Yeah, he, he looked great. There was nothing about him that made me, you know, suspicious.
0: Mm-hmm. What is his legacy uh, for you at Howard? We know what his legacy is in Hollywood, and I think I read this somewhere where if they do do a single to Black Panther, they will not replace his character with another actor, which I think is quite incredible and a great memory and uh, an honor for uh, Chadwick Boseman. What to you and for everyone at Howard and the students, What what is his legacy for you all?
1: I would say that it's, you know, several things. First, I would say his compassion and willingness to give of himself, his humility, regardless of his achievements. Uh, he always made himself available to me and to Howard. Um, was always just a call away. Mm. Uh, always advocating for students and willing to to come to Howard and engage the student body. You know, i was to remember that compassion, that giving nature. I have to say as well that his presence as well, he was very regal in his presence. And that was not because of how he may have dressed or appropriated himself, but he was self-confident. He was mm-hmm. confident in his skin. He was confident in who he was and how he presented himself to the world and stuck to those principles. Um, the story we discussed earlier um, about him turning down a role because he didn't feel that, you know, the character really embodied his principles it was a big decision for him to make. But yet, still, uh, he did that with conviction. And so, that conviction and determination to be true to oneself was something as well that I would always remember.
0: And that is such a great way to uh, end this podcast and this interview. My thanks to Dr. Wayne Frederick, Howard University's president, for sharing his thoughts and memories about Chadwick Boseman. I really appreciate your time and your work. My thanks to Jeffrey Madison and Mike Heppen. This is Gemma Puglisi. On behalf of my colleagues here at the National Press Club, thank you for joining us today to hear about the wonderful, extraordinary actor Chadwick Boseman. Good day. Update One is a production of the National Press Club's Broadcast Podcast Committee. You can comment on this podcast or any episode of Update One by sending an email to Update One Podcast, that's update the number one podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Update One.